I think what they say is, you know, hope for the bull market, build for the bear yeah. market. And yeah, we're, we're really like hunkering down, just building, you know, because we're, we're confident, you know, that, that the prices will rebound. We want to make sure our position is right for that rebound. Hey, this is Jesse here, and you're about to hear my conversation with Rob and Kevin from AthleteX, which is a decentralized exchange where you can put your sports knowledge to work by trading athlete performance tokens. As the first podcast guest building on the blockchain, we discussed some of the foundational concepts behind cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, and why all of that is needed to make AthleteX possible. We also talk about life for them building in a bear market and why they are confident that prices will rebound despite the doom and gloom in the headlines. I found Rob and Kevin's thinking behind Athlete X very intriguing, and I hope you do too. But before we get started, I have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying this podcast and hearing from awesome industry founders, it would be a huge assist if you could leave us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're listening on. Better yet, leave a quick review so other people can discover the podcast too. All right, here we are back with episode 41 of the Betting Startups podcast. And for this one, I'm joined by Kevin and Rob from Athlete X. Guys, welcome to the podcast. How are we doing? Good, good. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us on, Jesse. Yeah, great to meet you, Jesse. And I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Really looking forward to diving into things today. You guys are actually, I think, uh, to check my notes, but I think you're the first blockchain startup that I've had on. So I'm really looking forward to getting into everything blockchain today and, and unpacking everything you guys are up to with Athlete X. Maybe just to get started and just to introduce you to folks that are listening, it'd be great if we could take a couple minutes and just introduce yourselves personally. Tell us a little bit about uh, your background, maybe some of the major chapters of your career up until the co-founding of Athlete X. And Kevin, maybe we can start with you. Okay, yeah. So I was raised here in the heart of Raleigh, North Carolina. How I first got into the entrepreneurship culture was in high school, actually. I went to an early college in my super senior year. We had to get an internship. I got one with this wonderful guy, this wonderful business called uh, Public Input. From there, I sort of just fell in love with the energy of it. Um, one thing that stuck out was this one business that um, moved to like London, made like a billion dollars. Another one that got bought by Facebook. When I came up to university, I had this like single determination, you know, whatever I just saw, I want to get really good at, you know, I want to figure it out. And long story short, here I am at uh, AthleteX. Awesome. Rob, how about yourself? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a long journey. So I'll do the quick version, I guess. So yeah, I started playing fantasy sports like way back in the day. I was in like middle school and ESPN just got like their initial like MVP of a fantasy sports application online. My favorite player was Peyton Manning. I just wanted to like kind of like follow along. Maybe it was his big forehead or like the Omaha thing, but he was, he was my favorite player at the time. And I just wanted to like kind of build around him. So fast forward a few years. I uh, discovered blockchain and cryptocurrency in high school, started playing poker with Bitcoin at the time. And that's how I kind of got my, my feet wet using some blockchain applications and discovering like what is provably fair with some of these blockchain casinos. And then from there, I started using a sports book. So I, I was using Bitcoin a bit on sports. That was an evolution of playing poker. I started to see like how like odds are calculated and then how like that system could could expand into one that is more fair and like just has more transparency about like why a line is a line, uh, why one team is favored over the other. So yeah, the next couple of years I spent, you know, just kind of casually betting on sports and playing fantasy sports. And then in college, I joined the blockchain program up here. You know, it was four people when we joined and then we just kind of took it and ran with it and grew it to like 30 or 40 or so people. 
And then from there, I started a podcast my senior year called DeFi Slate, completely focused on blockchain and decentralized finance. And that gave, gave me access just to like people much smarter than myself. And I got to learn what they're building. And similar to Kevin, I got a taste and then I fell in love. I, I realized I like that. I want to build something, not just talk about stuff or, you know, kind of like trade the market. Like I actually want to build a, an application here that provides value to one of these communities. And since I started really early on in the, in the sports betting community, I, I wanted to follow suit and provide value uh, with an application to that community. And then uh, through a mutual friend, met Kevin, and we started AthleteX. Awesome. And how long ago did you guys start AthleteX? Where is it sort of at in its journey? Yeah, it's been about a year and a half now. <clears throat> it started with a hackathon. A buddy, this mutual friend and I were just kind of like throwing out ideas. We were talking about some sports and like what we could build to provide value. And tokenized fantasy sports was always an intuitive idea. Like to me, it was always just something that like, well, we have these teams and, you know, they're like assets to the teams themselves. And, and like we could trade them and they provide value to that team. They could provide value to a fan as well. And, you know, people could trade them like, you know, their their assets. And we kind of took that idea and ran with it and started building it. I met Kevin uh, and that's when the the traction really started to take place is when we started to put first it was pen to paper and then it was code to computer. And that's that's where Kevin really started to blast the pro project to the next level. Building on that story. Yeah, it was really just like like three or four guys just messing around in a group chat, you know, just um, coming up with ideas. And it's the classic sort of hockey stick journey, you know. Where in the very beginning, you're essentially just kicking it, ideation, tinkering here and there. And now knowing what I know, um, I know how much I had to learn. But yeah, getting to this point, it's, um, it's been just as Rob described. Amazing. Well, let's do a bit of a deeper dive now on AthleteX. And maybe before we get started, I do think it's important maybe spend a moment just to establish, I think, some basic definitions around some of the terms that I think are going to come up when you explain it here. And again, you're the first blockchain startup I've had on the podcast. And I don't want to assume that the audience is maybe as deeply familiar as, you know, with the core concepts as, as maybe you guys are or myself, perhaps. Um, so it'd be great if we could spend a minute before we get into Athlete X, maybe touching upon what are some of the core foundational concepts within crypto and blockchain that you guys are utilizing. Uh, and then we'll segue into the mechanics of how the, the platform works. Okay. I'd like to start with a really high level overview of the ideas. And then Rob can certainly dive into some of the deeper details. At the core of it, of course, is Bitcoin, which introduced this idea of, of censorship-resistant uh, money, a way to send money from one person to another without a third party in a way that's safe and permissionless. And those are at the foundation of these ideas. We build on this smaller segment of, of the crypto space called DeFi, which to really better understand, we're going to take us back in time to early 2008, where these sort of shakes of our financial and economic system keep happening like every 10 years. Um, and these sort of problems keep emerging. And I know I'm not the only one that feels like I'm working harder and harder and earning less and less, right? And it's like, why? Why is that? What is going on? What's wrong with our financial system? Yeah, that that is the like ideological, that prime idea of, of how a lot of this got created. Like, even back in 2009, on the tail end of that 2008 crisis, this guy, Satoshi Nakamoto, who no one really knows who he is, created Bitcoin. And with the first Bitcoin, he, he put a message in the block that said, like, the second bank is of England is about to get bailed out. Um, and he was really just about, you know, like having more transparency in the system. And from there, Bitcoin took off as like 
this censorship resistant economy that anyone can participate in. Obviously, there's lots of other functions that make up an economy other than money where, you know, there's like lending, there's borrowing, there's transactions, there's trading. You know, there's all these things that make up an economy. Um, and that's where Ethereum comes in, which some of your listeners might be familiar with. It's kind of like the second biggest one other than Bitcoin. And Bitcoin's like that, that like currency. It's like the, like the gold of the traditional financial e uh, economy. And now e Ethereum has all these applications that provide the functionality that was missing from Bitcoin as a singular piece of the, of this decentralized economy. And that's where, that's where we start to fit in, where like now there's lending and borrowing markets on Ethereum. There's a whole slew of applications, um, including NFTs, some like trading shops and decentralized finance as a whole is really built and settled on Ethereum. And, you know, believe it or not, these, these sports books actually are a function of, of the economy. Like they're a marketplace where people, you know, buy and sell predictions on sports games. And that is, you know, a piece of the traditional economy. And that's where Athlete X fits into the decentralized economy as well. No, I appreciate the explanation, guys, and a little bit of the historical context that has sort of led to where we're at today, just with the, uh, I would say, very dynamic and, and robust blockchain community and ecosystem of which, obviously, you guys uh, are spending a lot of time in it. I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about then just on Athlete X specifically, how does it work? And talk a little bit about just the mechanics of the platform and I guess what exactly it does and, and what users are doing when, they, when they're interacting with Athlete X. Yeah, definitely. So I, I like to think of it as tokenized fantasy sports. To me, that was a really intuitive idea in the early days of my fantasy sports career, my, my gaming career. And it opens up this transparent look into how value is created and how, how it moves. Like the idea of like, you know, why is a team minus one and a half? You know, Alabama's favored like 49 and a half points nowadays on each of their games. Like why? Like what, you know, like what are the the bookmakers using in their analysis that, you know, leads them in that direction to, to put the line where they do. And now the benefit of blockchain technology opens that transparency up to the entire market. And there's something called information asymmetry, where some of the market knows this, these pieces of information, other pieces of the market don't know this information. And if we can level that gap and have a more balanced uh, distribution of knowledge, ultimately everyone's better off. And that's where fantasy sports also kind of has that value that moves back and forth and everyone's better off as a result of knowing what inputs make up this value. Interesting. And then how's the value derived, right? Is it the athlete's individual performance that's being used to sort of determine the value? Is it the, the market itself and sort of the buying and selling of, of, of these contracts? Like what is it that's actually driving the value on the platform for the underlying asset? Yeah, it's the athlete's performance. Um, it's their ability to their effort and their work being quantified and tokenized on a blockchain. Interesting. And I guess thinking a little bit about, you know, some of the folks that are using the Athlete X platform, how do you characterize these people, right? Are they crypto natives that are just sort of, you know, looking for another uh, app to try out or alternatively, are they sort of fantasy and, and sports first folks that are seeing this tokenized sort of environment and they're trying to check it out and understand what that world's like? Is it some combination of the two to sort of how does how does the, I guess, user segmentation break down and what does that Venn diagram look like? I'll tackle that first question. Then Kevin can talk more about how the, the customer demographic breaks down. The, the first question of like, how does it actually work? Any kind of like fantasy sports player or sports gambler can come to the platform and they can speculate on 
as few as one athlete token. So in blockchain, each of the people who uh, join the application have a digital wallet. The most popular one is MetaMask. And then you can start to fill up your wallet with all these digital assets of which athlete performance tokens are digital assets. So anyone can go over to our, uh, our application, they can purchase an athlete token, and now their team is made up of one athlete. So from there, it's about building the entire team. You know, we have NFL and MLB currently live in the American sports season. So, you know, any user can come to the application and start to fill up their wallet with NFL and MLB athlete tokens. And then that makes up that user's team. We have plans for future functionality where we want to incorporate a league and it really starts to look like this fantasy sports application where a league manager can, can set a rule set for their league. You know, maybe it incorporates a pitcher, two batters, and a quarterback. You know, something random like that. Any league manager can create the rules of their league, and then they can, you know, invite friends to join, and those teams can compete against one another. And yeah. Yeah, Kev, do you want to explain, like, kind of, like, how the customer demographic breaks down? Yeah, so the customer demographic, we really first had to uh, look at ourselves as people that would want to use this, what, what appeals to us about it. Um, and so there's guys like Rob that are DeFi native. They've used products like Uniswap. They understand how these things work and they're excited to use another platform and also put their sports knowledge to work. And then there are also uh, customers like me who are really interested in the underlying mechanics and the system design. They have like an interest or a passion in finance. And they're really curious about innovating new types of, of uh, tokens that can be used on the platform. Interesting. And I want to come back in a few minutes, guys, just to this topic of, I guess, you know, onboarding users into the ecosystem. Rob, you just mentioned the need to, you know, connect a wallet, connect a MetaMask. So um, I want to come back to that in a moment and touch upon UX and onboarding. But before that, I want to ask a little bit about just your decision to build on the blockchain to start with, right? And you know, there's been other projects out there in, in, I guess, Web2 terms where, you know, other teams are building sports stock markets and different variants thereof. Um, and I'm curious, sort of, as you, as you guys thought about your vision for Athlete X, what was it that required it to be built on blockchain technology as opposed to Web2 technology? Um, and, and really, what were the properties of, I guess, of blockchain that it offered that really are enabling the secret sauce of Athlete X? Yeah, I would love to uh, take point on this one because it's something that I spent a lot of time on. You know, when researching this idea, we weren't the first to create a fantasy sports stock market. It's been a really popular idea. But when we sort of peeled back the layers, we started to discover like um, there's all these challenges in creating a, a financial system like that. And more or less, um, a lot of them blew up for the same reason of either uh, party counterparty funds being stored um, in the same bank account, a bank run occurs and it just causes this meltdown. You know, what makes DeFi better is really um, the financial engineering and the design that went into creating these tokens. So taking another step here, a bit into the design of what makes us different is these ideas of uh, a linear scale payout. These contracts happen automatically. The way that they're paid out, the way that they're designed as well is also... Um, like the use of an optimistic oracle, like the lack of, of human interaction with it is another bonus. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll continue on that. The, uh, the design of like these athlete tokens basically mirror like how a, a stock in a fantasy sports stock market would work. The, the cool part is the automation where a lot of this is open source and automated to the extent where our, our community can input exactly what they want to see into the pricing of these tokens. Like, you know, on 
I don't want to call out any competitors, but like there's, there's a lot of these stock markets, you know, fantasy sports stock markets that like the, the player is like, you know, however much money, maybe like five bucks, whatever. But like, how did they arrive at that valuation? No one's really sure, except for the company itself who put out that value. With Athlete X, you can see exactly what makes up the price of an athlete token. We have something called a snapshot where anyone can go and vote and suggest ideas on how to move that pricing formula. You know, maybe they think our fantasy sports tokens should get priced in like PPR format or, you know, standard format. And blockchain technology opens up the ability to take that community feedback, gauge it, and then implement it in a really streamlined process. I want to uh, build on top of what Rob is saying and also go back to like some of the core ideas that make up working in blockchain. The philosophy of the industry are also, I think, really positive things. So like first and foremost, transparency, you know, at any point and forever, really, you can go on chain and see anyone's like transaction history, you know. And it forces transparency in your finances, but also like transparency in yourself. And I've noticed like um, ways that I've grown and changed as I've worked in this industry. The idea of like openness and, and inclusivity, our contracts are all public, you know, um, they have a license to them. And this idea of like being able to innovate without our permission, um, these ideas of these things should be free. We should be able to provide value and, and really make it easy, accessible and transparent for anyone to see. That makes a lot of sense, guys. It sounds to me as though there's, you know, a combination here of both technical capability that blockchain is enabling for you guys, but maybe as importantly, or maybe even more importantly, the underlying sort of philosophical alignment that just blockchain and crypto have. And what sounds like you're bringing into this project. Sounds like those are very tightly coupled and you talk about transparency, Kevin, and just sort of these underlying philosophies. It sounds like they're really guiding and, and driving you guys. Is that a fair way to characterize it? Yeah. Ultimately, the blockchain opens up like finance as a whole to a better way of transacting value, especially digital value. And a lot of value is transacted over the internet nowadays. And that that's exactly it. The transparency that the blockchain provides gives us an, in, a, a deeper look at the functions that make up an economy. I personally predict a lot of traditional finance will move on chain since more people are taking custody of their own finance. They're taking responsibility to, you know, not just trust someone else with their money, but kind of make the decisions that are best for their financial well-being. And that, that leads me to believe a lot of this black box kind of financial concepts, a lot of those are going to move on the blockchain. And we're going to see inside that black box we open that up on AthleteX and we expect that to happen generally overall for a lot of financial functions. Awesome. Rob, a few minutes ago, you touched upon, you know, the need for users of the AthleteX platform to connect their wallets, right? And that sort of starts to touch upon just UX in general. And I think, you know, my perception right now of the overall sort of crypto ecosystem is that UX remains very much an unsolved problem still, right? I think it's, we're still very early days and to get these products available and accessible to sort of a mass market population. I think there's a lot more work that needs to be done as far as just minimizing the friction, ease of UX and just creating intuitive experiences. And right now, maybe we're there, maybe we're not there yet. We can debate that another time, but I'm curious to just understand how you guys are thinking about UX and what are you doing to really minimize the friction for users to participate on AthleteX and particularly for those users that might not be crypto natives or maybe earlier on in their crypto journeys. Yeah, yeah, we, we recognize that although we might be getting there, the bulk of finance isn't happening on the blockchain yet. So it's relatively unfamiliar. 
Kevin made a, a comment earlier about a statistic that there's only 200,000 users on blockchains overall. And this kind of just shows us like how much growth potential is out there. Just when you start to think about all of the opportunities that are available in the traditional financial market. So I expect that to continue to grow. It's unfamiliar now because the user experience isn't at that level. People drop off relatively early on in that process. Um, and they, they don't have, they don't get the full journey. And we're, we're trying to mitigate that, that friction by adding as many wallet options as we can that are feasible. Um, so right now we have MetaMask enabled. Uh, we'll add Wallet Connect. We'll add uh, some like Coinbase wallet, some of these other wallets that uh, give the user more flexibility depending on where they enter the blockchain ecosystem. We'll also add some Web2 sign-in options uh, like sign-in with Google, sign-in with Apple, sign-in with Facebook. These are all probably common to you know those who are listening. And it, we want to we want to really just move the application out of the blockchain only demographic so that it's available to everyone who wants to play fantasy sports, get a closer look at how these stock valuations are created and how, how athletic value is measured. That is really direct and it's, and it's an easy, easily observable metric in blockchain. Whereas without a blockchain, it's a black box. A lot of those inputs are hidden on what makes up an athlete's value to their team. Going back to that transparency piece, right? Common denominator here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you know that that's one of the main value propositions that we want to push forward, and that I think is a value proposition that's kind of behind a wall right now of unfamiliarity. You know, people need to break down that wall. They need to get a digital wallet, um, and we're trying to make that as as easy as possible with these sign-in options, um, as well as incorporating uh, some like fiat on ramps where someone can just come to the app. Maybe they've never bought crypto before, but they can just buy an athlete token right on AthleteX and, you know, just kind of doing some of those user experience improvements over time. Awesome. I want to shift, guys, to talk briefly about fundraising as well. And curious, um, you know, if you can talk about any fundraising you've done to date or basically just how you've been able to spend a year and a half on the project so far and how you guys have been able to do that. And as interestingly, on a go forward basis, any plans for fundraising over the next little while or so? How are you thinking about uh, capitalizing this project to, to give it the, the proper shot that it deserves? Yeah, we, uh, we fundraised, fundraised initially uh, during our pre-seed round with a company called Sportex. They invested $100,000 in AthleteX and they're one of our main strategic partners. Um, they're the largest blockchain-based sports book. So again, it, it starts to paint this picture of like, this general like blockchain and decentralized finance economy, but like an entire subset of that economy as sports finance. Traditionally, we have sports books, we have fantasy sports platforms, and we're starting to see that evolve in blockchain. SportX is, is like that traditional sports book with all the benefits of transparency and insights into the value of how these lines are created. They've done almost $300 million of betting volume over their journey. And now we're uh, starting to uh, really plug into that ecosystem and the sports finance ecosystem overall to provide a fantasy sports application for these users on blockchain and complement the the sports financial picture that they've started to build. Awesome. And any plans for fundraising over the next little while? Yeah, we, we have a raise plant over the next few months. It'll be our seed round. Uh, so we're looking to raise a couple million dollars. Uh, we're kind of putting the final touches on the offer at this point, it'll incorporate the AthleteX token, which is available on Uniswap and some of the other decentralized markets. 
uh, raising will help us get to uh, the next level of user experience where AthleteX is available for purchase on some of the tier one exchanges. You can think of some of these crypto exchanges that come to mind. And then from there, it's, it's really about expanding beyond the, the crypto native users that we have right now into just the general fantasy sports ecosystem and the, the users that make that up. So we're putting the finishing touches on the raise and we expect to, uh, to yeah, go and uh, raise capital from some of these crypto native VC firms, some of the early founders in the sports finance realm, uh, and then start to break into really more of the, the DraftKings of FanDuel's and the uh, other fantasy sports applications of the world. Really exciting. And I guess I want to segue from there as well, just talking about your plans to fundraise over the coming months. And you mentioned, Rob, you know, targeting VC firms, which maybe specialize in deploying capital into crypto or blockchain projects. And I guess just talking about this against the backdrop of the current macro environment, I mean, from a crypto perspective, I think we'd all agree we're probably in a bear market right now. And I'm just sort of curious to hear your thoughts on just the overall, I guess, market right now, where we're at, and I guess more importantly, how you're thinking about that in the context of planning this fundraise over the coming months. Personally, I think I think what they say is, you know, hope for the bull market, build for the bear bear yeah. market, and yeah, we're we're really like hunkering down, just building, you know, uh, because we're we're confident, you know, that that the prices will rebound. We want to make sure our position is right for that rebound. So yeah, just kind of like against the backdrop of the macroeconomic, Bitcoin and crypto hasn't really been through like a like a macro recession or bear market. It was really yeah. built on the tail end of the last you know main major recession back in two thousand eight. And Bitcoin was kind of born out of that. So you can almost treat that tail end as like the first bull market when this thing was actually created. And I anticipate that we'll, we'll actually start to see it uh, really come into its own. Uh, if we do get a recession, if we do get like kind of like this extended bear market, I think, you know, there's going to be some pain initially, and then people will start to flock to real hard value. And then I, I expect a lot of that to go into Bitcoin and then flood into the decentralized economy as well, which will uh, benefit the subsets of those decentralized economies overall. And yeah, I, I'm, you know, just staying patient at this point and uh, looking forward to the future. I agree with you, Rob. I mean, bear markets from a price perspective, as maybe depressing as they can seem, they really are the time where builders are building, right? And I do agree with you that I think over the next number of months ahead, as we start to hopefully emerge from this, that. We'll start to see some amazing projects come to light that have been incubated over this time. And it's a, it's a really exciting time, despite some of the doom and gloom that's out there right now. And curious, guys, if you could look into your crystal ball, maybe five years into the future, let's say, where is Athlete X in five years time? And what does the world look like for the project in that time horizon? Yeah, yeah, we um, we spent some time on this, you know, the vision five years from now, realistically speaking, right? I really think that Athlete X, the token will be just in a much stronger position as we really have this economy of, of tokens and users supporting its price and its stability, right? We really don't see a lot of competition out there for what we want to accomplish. And I think AthleteX could be the, the token for athletes, you know, um, staying true to our vision and what we hope to see executed. It, it provides real value, real positive value to people's um, lives as they can use AX to finance their sports career or, or better engage with their fans. It just becomes a part of, of a new way to interact with their community. I think that in five years time, um, staying true to our vision, that is what we'll see happen. You know, it'll certainly stand in its own category of sports tokens, if not sports finance tokens. 
um, right along with SX, you know, and God willing, you know, AX and SX will be the ones that sort of keep pushing the charge forward in this growing segment. Awesome. All right, guys. And the big question, my last question, which I ask all my guests to finish up every episode. If you guys weren't working on this project, if you weren't working in tech or crypto at all in a parallel universe, what would each of you be doing instead? I think I could guess it for Rob. Yeah. Yeah. I've told, I've told Kevin this before. So I was, I was a math major coming out of college and one of my senior professors was uh, on the team that created these millennial math problems. It's basically a set of like eight or nine math problems that have a million dollar reward behind them. And they came out at the turn of the millennia in 2000. And that, that's what I would focus on uh, if I wasn't working on this. And I, I've told Kevin this before, where like, just kind of like going off to the countryside, working on these math problems, like money or no money, like they're just like really interesting. And although they might not seem like it intuitively, they have really heavy implications on cryptography, uh, software development, philosophy, and just like a, a lot of other like conceptual frameworks that, that we're building. And now it, it's really cool uh, and, and we're excited because these visions are starting to come together with AthleteX and, and this like parallel universe. Those worlds are starting to collide because this, this, this technology that we've built with AthleteX is applicable to a system that might also value predictions on which ones of these math problems are going to get solved. The root of the AthleteX technology is a prediction market where people can speculate and predict what the future performance of an athlete is going to be relative to their past performance. Similarly, people can predict if a question is going to get solved in general. And I, I want to kind of like apply this technology to these math problems and basically put it out to the market like, hey, are these math problems going to get solved? Yeah. All right. You know, you can put money behind that prediction and then actually level up the million dollar prize behind a lot of these problems and they probably get solved much sooner. So that that's firstly what I would be spending my time and my resources on if it weren't for Athlete X. And it's really cool to see these worlds start to collide. Yeah, 100%. Kevin, by the way, is that what you were going to guess Rob's answer was going to be? <laughs> yeah, that was going to be the one. Yeah. Lucky cool. Kevin. And what's yours? Yeah, um, for me, I would become like a, a psychotherapist, you know? Um, I read this book in the last year or so where it really sort of opened up what I thought about like people and how I move through the world. And um, yeah, what I would love to do is something along the lines of essentially just like sitting all day and my work is just to to listen to people and to like help them understand themselves. Next door, actually, there's a one of my mentors. That's basically what he does all day. And I sort of listen to it in the background and I'm like, huh, no, that wouldn't be so bad. You know, like these people are genuinely helped in a positive way. And I think that'd be fun to do. For folks listening that want to learn more about Athlete X, maybe check out the app and or get in touch with you guys. How would you best suggest they go about doing all of that? Yeah, join our Discord. We'll strong arm Jesse into putting a Discord invite <laughs> link in the description here. And uh, yeah, definitely join our Discord. Fire off any questions you guys have. We are happy and active in that Discord. And uh, yeah, really looking for as much community feedback to imp implement in the in the app. And everyone has a voice, you know, especially in these applications. And uh, yeah, we, we, we're community owned as a project and we want to incorporate the community's voice. Amazing. Well, I'll definitely drop the links in the show notes to the Discord guys. Um, it's been great having you on, learning more about Athlete X, learning more about just the broader blockchain and crypto ecosystem. Thank you so much for coming on and wishing you guys all the best. Thank you. Thanks for having us on, Jesse. It was a pleasure.